Greetings, 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 and welcome to a brand new episode of Out the Box Talks. I am your host, Krill. I am back for a new show. We are at episode 95. I'm so excited to be here. That means I got like five more episodes to go, and that means that more than likely before the year is up, we will be closing out with the 100th episode for season three. So I'm really excited about that. Uh, I have a really dope guest on the show today, and he's he's someone who's not, you know, um, the traditional guest that I would have on the show, but um, I'm really excited to have him on because I definitely identify and recognize the work that he's doing for the culture. So, um, you know, stay tuned for that very shortly. So I do want to also shout out a few things in relation to the platform we have outtheboxmedia.com which is our website also very important i did a video a few days ago introducing this out the box talks and out the box tv audience to my new youtube channel out the box media where i will be doing and actually started it already uh daily reviews on brand new creative conscious thought provoking and just overall quality hip-hop that's been coming out so this is a big thing that i'm doing because it's taking a sacrifice but i believe in the value of these videos you know a lot of y'all that follow me via my social media platforms you know that i generally post you know daily you know insight on brand new hip-hop and soul music that's coming out so i wanted to extend that in a vlog sense by doing these review videos where you get to see me talk a little bit more about these new albums, these new music that's coming out that people might not had a chance to actually check out, right? So I'm hoping that it serves as, you know, a value to you as someone who is looking for new music to listen to, right? And and, and looking for music from a, a, a source that, is has researched the music and can offer insight about the music. So yeah, definitely go check that out if you're interested. The other platform is Out the Box Media, so it's very easy to remember on YouTube. The main interviews are Out the Box TV, and then when we do the reviews, it's Out the Box Media. The reason why I created a new channel is so that we could kind of diversify and, and, and have a centralized area for rever- reviews and also a specific area for interviews, which is at Out the Box TV right here. All right, so I just wanted to shout that out. Uh, I, I'm trying to build up my subscribers. I don't have a lot of subscribers there, but as much new sub- subscribers I can get, it means a lot, all right? So I wanted to say that. Also, we got our merch page, outtheboxmedia.bigcartel, where you can get, you know, you can get uh, Out The Box merch, like Out The Box Talks tees, Out The Box Talks podcast hats, you know, MC Over Rap t-shirts and hoodies. We got a lot of cool merch that you can rock to show that you support the platform. Also, we have our Patreon page where we give you exclusive interviews of, you know, with artists that are not available to the public, right? So a lot of the artists that I've interviewed already, I have exclusive interviews with them that I did specifically for the Patreon subscribers. It's a small fee of $2 a month. So um, hopefully you're able to make that investment 
If it's something you're interested in, you know, it's available. Patreon.com slash Out The Box Media. I have over 30 and counting interviews up there. So, man, it's done specifically for those who become Patreon members. All right. So hopefully you're able to check that out and be a part of that as well. If you're not able to do the Patreon and you like what we do, you just want to support us flat out. You can send donations to Cash App at Cash Tag Out The Box Rep. You can also send donations via PayPal at paypal.me slash Out The Box Media. All right. And we have our Spotify, we our audio podcast where you can listen to high quality uh, versions of these interviews via platforms like Spotify, Anchor, Google Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Stitcher, you can always head over there. So if you're checking this out on YouTube, on Out The Box TV, you know, definitely subscribe here. But if you would like to hear the high quality audio version of the podcast, you can also go to Out The Box Talks via the digital streaming platforms. All right. So, yep, I wanted to get that out of the way. Thank you for for those that didn't skip through this because I know some of y'all probably just be like, yo, I know you do this all the time. I'm going to just skip through to the main interview. Listen, if you took the chance to listen, I truly appreciate you. Any level of support is very much appreciated. It helps. It motivates me to continue to do this. And it also helps me to see that people really appreciate the work that I'm doing. All right. So we're going to get into the main Reason why we are here today, as always, we have a brand new interview for you every week. And the guest that I have today is definitely a special guest to the platform. I have been checking out his movement for a little while now. He has been doing a lot to do kind of similar what I do, right? To share insight on brand new independent and boom bap hip hop to people out there that might be interested he um he actually has the MC title. Um, actually was an MC himself, you know, some years ago. Uh, but he's been also, you know, doing some really cool stuff. Like I said, to share insight about dope new music in the hip hop world. He is the founder of Everybody's Hip Hop and the Boom Bap Review. The Boom Bap Review has physical and digital review books that put people on to brand new hip hop and he also does like interviews and dialogue based shows with artists and other guests entitled the boom bap chat so we're going to talk to him about all that everybody's hip hop and the boom bap review consists of so i want to definitely give a warm welcome to uh my for my listening and viewing audience to the homie representing cincinnati ohio my man, MC Till of Everybody's Hip Hop and the Boom Bap Review. <laughs> yeah. Welcome, welcome. Yo, thank you, Krill. It's good to be here, man. Thanks for having me on, for real. Yes, man. It's a pleasure to have you on the platform, man. So I know I said a mouthful in terms of <laughs> what you do, right? So I do want to give you, obviously, the opportunity you know, to, to talk a little bit more about that. But I like to start by asking you, where did your passion for hip hop all begin? Like who first introduced you to the music and the culture? 
Yeah. So growing up in the Midwest, I'm originally from Evansville, Indiana. I've been in Cincinnati now for like 20 years. So this is, you know, feels like home. But, uh, you know, where I'm from, you know, hip hop was kind of making its way from the, you know, the East Coast and the West Coast. And it was kind of making its way, you know, to the Midwest when I was a kid. And my brother is three years older than me. And he was, you know, in a little rap group with his friends and writing little raps for their some school project or whatever. And, um, you know, just wanted to be like my big brother. So naturally I followed him and I started, you know, writing some raps, mostly just memorizing other rappers, you know, songs and verses and stuff. And, um, you know, he kind of grew out of it over, over time. And, um, for some reason I didn't, I just, I, the music, the, the, the dance, like every aspect of it was just really intriguing to me. So, you know, as I got older and I you know, learned how to read, I started reading about it, you know, get magazines about it, start buying tapes and CDs. And um, I don't know, man, for, for whatever reason, it just pulled me in. And um, I've just been, you know, fascinated and intrigued and engaged by it ever since. And that's wonderful, man. And it, it, it's cool that you stuck with it, you know, and, 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 it, and it enabled you to not just be involved as like a, a, a spectator, Mm. But you actually are now helping to, I would consider, push the culture forward, you know, by, you know, putting people on to, you know, brand new dope hip hop, kind of similar to what I do. So you have the name MC. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about your history with rapping and how, like, you know, that kind of transpired for you to what it is actually today? Yeah. So, you know, similar to my brother's story, um, he was rapping with his friends. So a few years later, I started rapping with my friends and we, you know, we formed little rap groups and stuff, you know, as you do as kids. And um, I came up with the name. Um, I came up with a few different dumb names and nothing stuck. And then we were like, all right, MC till we find a better name was basically the idea. And uh, the MC till part just kind of stuck. And, you know, I, I kept that name because the MC, you know, in hip hop, it's the master of ceremony. So it's very engaging with the audience. And whether I'm on the mic, you know, performing or writing a book or, you know, trying to facilitate a conversation, I want to be engaging. You know, I want people to participate, you know, in it and not just, you know, sit and watch or listen or read. I want people to read these books and then go find the artists and listen to the artists and provide feedback. So I want it to be, you know an engagement type of thing, you know? Indeed, indeed. I could dig that. I think uh, I learned somewhere that you also do beats. So talk to me about, you know, some of the beats or the production you've done, stuff that you have out where people can find it, you know? Um, yeah, like how'd you get into that too? Yeah, so the production is something I got into at a pretty young age as well. Um, the emceeing I liked because I liked being in front of people and you know giving them a, a you know a, you know a, an experience. You know they didn't just right. come and hear a rapper rap, but they were engaged in the experience. But that can only happen if there's people. You know, um, I realized you know so and that's kind of how everybody's hip hop label started. I realized that I love making beats almost as much. And I don't need anybody around for that. I can just go to the room where I got my equipment and sit down and start making beats. Mm -hmm. And so that, but that love of making beats started at a very young age, just the experimenting of it, trying to fit, you know, as a kid, I didn't have beat machines and stuff like that. So like 
bought a you know super cheap drum set, old drum set raggedy little drum set you know from a neighbor's you know garage sale or whatever um that my mom bought me and so just like fooling around with that and then borrowing a little tape recorder from a friend a two two track tape recorder recording the you know the drums to it then recording you know a verse to it um it was just experience experimenting and you know just trying to figure things out and um yeah so just making beats kind of hit me at a young age and all throughout the years, whether I had a beat machine or not, whatever, I, I always figure out a way, you know, to make beats. And most recently, that's what I've been doing more of, you know, on the musical tip. I haven't been emceeing as much or writing as much or performing, um, but been doing a lot of production. So uh, one artist that I've been working with, AC the Entity out of Cincinnati, mm. really dope artist. Um, we had an album called Power, and uh, he's got a, a sequel to it coming out most likely this spring. It's finished. It's almost mastered. Um, so that's coming out. And um, yeah, I worked with a few other artists uh, here in Cincinnati. And the crew that I have, everybody's hip hop label, the other guys that help run it with me uh, are some phenomenal MCs. So we're, we're steadily cooking up some stuff too. So that's, that's going to be coming out as well. So we got, we got a lot of stuff we're sitting on and a lot of you know, new ideas that we want to present and, and get on. So, so yeah, so there's a lot of stuff coming. Nice, nice. So as you mentioned, Everybody's Hip Hop label, can you talk to me about what Everybody's Hip Hop actually represents? Like if you had to just give a, de a define it and how it came to be. Yeah, so we strive to advance hip hop music through uh, creating it, distributing it, and discussing it. So we make the music. We, we really are trying to get to a place where we, you know we distribute it straight to the person that wants it. So no middlemen, we have, we record it, we get it straight to you. Um, so that's kind of the distribution piece. Uh, the conversation piece, you know, we do, you know, podcasts similar to this. We do, you know, I'm constantly posting on social media, getting conversations going that way. Um, what else? What else did you ask? I'm sorry, I have a, a mind freeze at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I think you're, you're on the right track as far as answering it. No, I was just asking, like, you know, how, how it even came to oh, be. Yeah. Everybody's yeah, how it came about. Yeah. So originally it came about because I I got married, had kids, and going out traveling, doing shows. You know, I was doing a lot of shows for a while. And um, that just wasn't gonna fly anymore. Uh, or I'd, you know, probably get divorced, <laughs> you know. Uh, so I was like, yo, this isn't I can't be out on the road all the time, you know, now that I'm married and have kids. So uh, I realized I could still make beats. So the idea was I it was a dumb idea, but it 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 kind of catapulted into something else, but I thought, okay, I'm just going to make beats and then I'll see if people want to just like pitch in a dollar or two every time I make a beat. I don't know why they would, but you know, I like to try things. So that's how it started. And I realized very quickly that was a really dumb idea and nobody's going to pay a few dollars for me to make a beat. So I just kept brainstorming and, and coming up with new ideas. And what it turned into was uh, essentially the, the, the second idea that came was a record label that's crowdsourced. So, for example, I would just throw out an idea like, hey, I, I'm going to try to do an album with Theory Has It, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to cost X amount of money, and I need you know this many Patreon folks to sign up and support it to make this happen. And if you don't, you know, if you don't sign up, then it, it's not going to work because this is a crowdsourced record label. And so that, that idea then kind of took form and started to snowball into what it is today, mm. which is a lot of different things, a lot of, you know, different elements to make up the everybody's hip hop label movement. And uh, yeah, and people are pitching in and saying, yeah, I, I'll support this. This sounds pretty cool. So. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that's an interesting idea. Um, you know, to 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 think about a crowdsourced funded label. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when when did you think of that? Were you ahead of the curve with that, or was it around the same time that we were starting to hear about like Kickstarter and GoFundMe and so forth? Yeah, these things have been around. Um, mm. I think the 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 part that you know I kind of stumbled upon was that I wasn't trying to raise money for a project. I was trying to raise money, you know, more for like a movement, like an mm. ongoing project. Mm. You know, the label is, it's not just like, I, I'm not trying to raise money to put out this one album, you know? And it's not even like the way I was thinking about it is like, I'm not trying to raise money. I'm trying, like, I love hip hop music. And I know there's other people out there like me that love it. And I know there's other people out there like me that would like run to the store, buy the, you know, the CD or the tape tear it open, you know, read the liner notes, see who, you know, who get a shout out in it, who, you know, produce it. Right, right. And I thought, you know what, what if I created an opportunity for people to be on like the, the inside, like on, you know, behind the scenes, you know, so people that sign up, we call them executive producers, like on our Patreon page, because mm -hmm. essentially that's what they are. You know, they're providing resources for us to do what we're doing. And so like, it's to give people an opportunity to basically be involved you know, in the ins and outs of a label. So like just recently we started, we have a weekly uh, meeting that we do with the guys. And just recently we've been re recording the video, the meetings, and then we upload it to, you know, our Patreon so people can see like what we actually talk about, how we discuss, you know, business and whatnot. And so nice. it's kind of like inviting you into the process, you know? Got it, got it, got yeah. it. Yeah. So I think probably the biggest thing that I noticed about what you do and what everybody's hip hop does, in my opinion, is the boom bap review. I feel like I first started learning about you because of this book, mm. right? So talk to me about how that idea began and what made you want to actually turn it into a physical book as opposed to it just being online. Yeah. Well, do you remember, uh, like, the Source Magazine, Double XL, like the release dates in the back. Mm -hmm. And then like there was um, hiphopsite.com and undergroundhiphop.com. And they would have like a release date section or new releases when albums were coming out. Like at some point that just kind of vanished. And I couldn't find it. Like I could not find any resources online anywhere that would tell me when albums were coming out. So mm -hmm. I thought, all right, I'll just do it. I can't find it. I don't like to complain, so I'll just do it. And then I realized, like, music, and you know this, like, music is coming out just all the time. Abundance. There's just so, so much of it. And so what I realized was, like, wait a minute. There's too much music coming out to, to get to all these release dates to have artists send Because some artists just make albums and put it out. They don't even, you know, announce it. So I was like, I, I won't do release dates. I'll just tell people what just came out that month. So I'll just keep a list. So that's what it started as a monthly list. You could sign up to a newsletter and in the email every month, I would send you a list, an updated list of what albums were coming out. And after a few months of that, I thought, wait a minute, I'm going to have a pretty decent list at the end of the year. I'm gonna, why, don't we, why don't we put it in book form and just release a list, top 100 albums, you know, and not even top, just like 100 dope albums of the year. And let's just put it in book form and make it. And I've had family members release books. So I knew that the process and I've done a, a children's book. So I knew that the process was not like a situation where you needed to like have lots of investment money up front. 
like I knew the I knew it was doable. And so I just got with my man Michael Stover and uh Bo Brown and I was like, "Hey, what do you guys think of this idea?" They're like, "Yeah, that sounds dope. Think we can do it?" I was like, "Well, I mean, if we do it, we can." <laughs> so so we did it that first year and um yeah, so the idea was like, you know, I didn't see anyone else doing it. I didn't see anyone doing it online. I mean, I saw lists obviously online. Um, but I didn't see anyone doing, you know, a book like this, you know, a physical book. And I thought, let's, let's, let's do it. Let's be the ones doing it. And, um, yeah, so we did it. And first year we were pretty pleased with it. Yeah. You know, what, what always interests me was the fact that, and, and you, you probably, I'm sure you know more of this than me, but like when I first started hearing about the books, I knew that you were kind of like giving them away for free for a certain time. And I always wondered, I was like, wow, like this is pretty cool. Like, but I'm like, I know it costs to make these physical books. Right. And I'm all, yeah. I, I always wondered like, what, like, what's the, what's the, what's the return for you? Like, you know what I mean? What's the return on investment for you when you're giving away these books for free? You know, can you talk a little bit about, um, I guess your plan, with how you chose to roll out getting those books out in that in that way, yeah. So you you know, as far as merchandising goes, there's you know what people charge you so they can make a profit, and then there's you know what you buy it for. So like the books, we can get them relatively cheap, and so the books that we send out, obviously we don't you know make any money. We lose some money on it, but we don't lose as much as you would think. Um, and when we sell, but like we're not really pocketing, well, we're not pocketing any of this money. So like all the money that comes in off the books, it just goes right back into like marketing right. or sending out books to people. And that's intentional because I mean, you know, you know, we're thinking long-term, you know, if we wanted to make money off of this thing, you know, it, we wouldn't be giving away so many, you know, books in the right, short right, term, right, right, but right. long-term we think this is like, we, we really believe in these books. We think they're dope. We think they're done well. We think they're written well. We think there's a need for it. And so we really believe in them. And my my thinking is if we if we can get as many books out there to people, as many as possible, in the long run, that's gonna pay off. Cause people are gonna come back and they're gonna buy, you know, volume three that's coming out soon. And then they're gonna buy next year's book. And then when they get hip to, you know, volume five. Like if they don't know about volumes one through four, they're gonna be like, "Oh shoot, I need to go back and get volumes one through four, You know, so so yeah, so we believe in it, and that's part of the rollout is you know to send as many of them as we can free, and especially to art. Like we try to send them to artists as much as we can. I mean, there's a ton of artists. I mean, it's it's a list of a hundred, but even that, like a lot of albums, you know, have a MC and a producer or a group. So there's a ton of artists and we don't send it to every artist, but we try to send it to as many artists as possible that are in the book. There it is. Yep. Yeah. That's I was trying to make sure right I there. got my copy so I can post it up. Let me just yes. Share my screen again. Yep. There it is y'all. Boom bap review. This is volume two, 2020. And this is a pretty hefty book. I mean like this joint, this thing is, you know, like this is not a small book. Like it's, <laughs> and this is just one version right like you got you you how many books do you do a year uh right now we do one okay uh, so this is our third so that's the, the one that you were just holding up for the podcast yeah. people he's holding up volume two uh the boom bap review from uh 2020 and the first one obviously was you know 2019 
The third one comes out uh, November 26th, Volume 3. So just one a year, but uh, we're gearing up to uh, write a Native Tongues review where it'll be a very similar format as the book that, you know, the the Boom Bap Review, but it'll be all about the Native Tongues. Uh, And so we're looking to do books like that um, as well as the annual review. I'm glad you said that because I one of the questions I wanted to ask you was, how is this new book that's coming out at the end of this month or supposed to come out at the end of this month? How is it going to be different from the previous books? You know, outside of just the regular, you know, introduction to new music and the reviews. So is that more along the lines of what you looked like with the Native Tongues representation? Yeah, so the Native Tongues review, that would be a separate book. Okay. It would be, be its own book. The volume three, what we're really excited about for volume three is that we have some new writers uh, on the team because okay. we expanded everybody's hip hop label and who, you know, who runs it. So Michael Stover and Bo Brown, they were there from the beginning, along with my man uh, Joe November uh, as an editor. He, he not he doesn't do um you know, the writing in the book, but he definitely does some editing for us, which is really dope. So the four of us kind of got it started. And this year we added Iomas Marad and my man Profound, uh, both MCs out of Chicago, both prolific writers. And so both of them have pieces in the book. So it expands, you know, um, the voices, you know, at the table for the right, book, right, right. which is really cool. Yeah. So just let me just get this straight. They're MCs. So of course they got their own music that they do, but their contribution is for reviews. Yeah. So like Iomas, he wrote a hip hop essay about the return of the DJ for this new book, which is super dope. Uh, he also did a Ken Starr uh, album review for Star Status, which is a phenomenal album. And then a pro founded a few album reflections. He did one on uh, Queen Latifah and one on Master Ace. And so, yeah, nice. so they're MCs, but they also write. So uh, they did a few pieces for it. Nice, nice. That's yeah. awesome. So, all right. I, the book, the Boom Bap review books are very detailed with album reviews. As I showed you, like, you know, as I showed that the very hefty book, there's a lot going on here. Um, you know, and I know you said you release, you try to like release at least once a year. Right. How do you decide, you know, the, the, like, when to cut off, like from which set of releases in the year to the end of the year that you're going to cover, you know, yeah. cause I, I know so the book kinda... has to meet, like, for instance, this one that's coming out in November, you're not going to be able to cover technically the entire year. So you got to kind of figure out what, what portion of the year you want to cover from beginning to end. So, so yeah. talk to me about that. So we that. cover, we, we cover the first, anything that comes out, uh, after the first Friday of November mm. through that following November is what we cover for the book. So everything that came out November 5th was the last day. So everything that came out this November 5th and everything before that all the way back to last November, whatever that Friday was. So that's what we cover in the book. So everything that came out after November 5th of this month, it'll be considered for next year's book. If that ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which but, make it makes it really hard, man, because like there are albums and you know that come out in January, February, whatever, super dope. 
and I can sit with them for a long time. Be like, nah, this wasn't really as dope as I thought it was. Or yeah, no, this is even doper than I thought it was. But an album that comes out November 5th, you know, like an album that just came out, I have to kind of guess, <laughs> you know, if this is going to grow over time, if this is going to be dope over time, you know. Right, right. Because you only have a few weeks to you're make right, that you're you know, right, you're right. final, you know, fact, you know, deciding factor. So it, it's like challenging. This- I feel like there's some albums, not all, right? Of course, there's select albums. Like depending on the artist, you know what I mean. You could, you could, it, they might. It could come out November fourth, and you like, you know what I'm saying? You like, okay, I, I got to get this one in. But I understand. Let me ask you though, like, what makes it difficult for you to try to stretch it from January to December as opposed to November to November? Um, I mean, time is kind of relative as it is, you know, someone just kind of decided these things and, um, we just thought it would make for a a really good, um, we we just thought it would be really exciting to release a 2000, you know, 21 book in 2021, you know, and we just thought, you know, that'll be exciting. So we'll just, we'll just make our own year, our own calendar year for music, (laughs) you know? So like, you know, you think it'd be a problem, but nobody, it's not, it hasn't really been a problem. And it's cool because like, there'll be albums in there. Like there's albums that came out last November and last December. that are super dope that are in this new book. Yeah. And so it's like, it breathes new life, you know, into yeah. those albums now. Like they, they did their thing, they promoted it. And then all of a sudden it shows up in like the top 20 in this book. Yeah, yeah. It's like, Oh snap. I, this is dope. So it kind of gets a, you know, a new life, if you will. That, that at least that's the hope. Like we want to bring, as much exposure to these artists, you know, as possible, you know? Now it, it makes total sense because award shows do the same thing, right? Yeah. Like there's a certain amount of, like a certain space of time, there's a cutoff and stuff. So right. I get and, it. And I mean, you know, like, like with hip hop, like, you know, a lot of uh, hip hop was just trial and error. Like, Ooh, let's just see, let's see what happens if we do this. All right, let's try this, you know? And that's kind of, you know, it's been our motto. Like, let's just try it and see what happens and if we need to change it or stop it we will but so far you know it's it's worked out pretty well how long have you been actually you guys been producing these physical books so this will be a third book so the book you're holding in our hand your hand came out one year ago basically and then volume one came out two years ago in 2019 so that means y'all were on y'all marketing early because i feel like i saw y'all moving around with the first you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I like so, y'all y'all were moving. Like I mean, for fit to get in, it, to get my attention, you know, um, I think you guys were definitely moving early with the marketing. So I I did want to ask you like, the reason why I asked you that is because I wanted to know since the be since you put out the first book, what has been the feedback from people who have gotten copies physically in their hands? Like, what have they told you? If you just had to look at, in hindsight, from since you put out the first book, what's what's the feedback been like with people being able to actually have copies of this, like physical copies? Yeah, I mean, the feedback that we've, we've received has all been very positive. Um, people t- tend to be impressed you know, they don't know what they're getting. And, they're, you know, like you were saying, like, you know, it's, it's, it's a decent book. Like, it's not a skinny little pamphlet. You know, it's a book. Um, so they've been impressed with that. The feel, of, I was impressed with the feel of it. Like, the first year, I didn't know what was going to happen. Like, how I was going to feel. And, you know, in my hands, I was like, oh, man, this, this feels kind of slick. 
Um, so people are impressed with that. The one that there was, we did a, um, we do a survey, you know, we try to get people's feedback. And one thing that someone said that really stuck out to me was like, you know, the lists are cool and I think you should keep doing that, but we want to know more about what you think, you know, about the albums and about just stuff. And so that's why we put the hip hop. The first year we didn't have hip hop essays. It was just reviews and retrospective pieces. So like reviews of older albums basically. And so uh, with that feedback, we thought, all right, let's put in a, a new part of the book, which are hip hop essays. So it's just like, just talking about, you know, hip hop related stuff. So, uh, so that was the only, and it wasn't bad criticism. It was just like, yo, I want to know more about what you guys think, you know, can you give me more of that? And so we said, yeah, we can. That's a dope idea. So we did. Mm. Yeah. So I also know that you do a discussion called the boom bap chat beyond just these review books. Can you kind of walk us through what the boom bap chat actually is your your purpose of it and you know the benefit that you see in it yeah definitely it was around when COVID first hit and everything was shutting down uh i know for you know one of my jobs i have I, we were in these you know zoom meetings and i realized very quickly i was like wait a minute I'm, this is easy, <laughs> you know, operating Zoom is easy. So, I, you know, I, I figured that out very quickly just with my work. And I, I thought, wait, I, you know, there's tons of people sitting at home and all these artists, you know, sitting at home, you know, they can't perform, they're not performing. I was like, I, you know what? I'm just going to start calling some, you know, friends of mine that I know that do music and see if they'll, you know, jump on a call and, you know, just do, you know, do what we're doing. Just do a little interview, a little podcasting. And at first I was going to do like, um, like on Zoom, you know, just have like multiple people on there and even do like breakout rooms where like give people like a hip hop topic to talk about. And I was going to get as many people in there as possible. So like anybody, like I used to like advertise the link and I knew I was, you know, I knew, I knew at some point someone was going to, you know, come in and Zoom bomb it. And they did <laughs> a couple of times. So we had to change course. But the idea was just to get people in there. Uh, again, just to build community, to build, to build around conversations around hip hop music. And it changed pretty early on um, from that idea of like getting a bunch of people in there to just having a good, good conversation uh, with artists. And I think it's, I think it's really important because, you know, back then years ago, like you had a few gatekeepers and like you had a few major outlets and you had to politic your way on or have money or have a, you know, backing of a label. Now it's like, you can be your own meat, like out the box media, you know, you can be your own media platform. And I think the more, you know, the media platforms out there, uh, the better. And the more that, you know, we can sharpen and get better mics and get better lighting and, you know, do a better job of interviewing all that. Stuff. So like I watch other interviews, I'm taking notes. I'm trying to be the best, you know, interviewer I possibly can. Um, and so I think that's just important because we have the power to do it now, you know, with this technology and um, why not do it? And, there's, and, and as you know, like, like I said before, there's so much incredible music coming out and to be able to have these artists on, and highlight those albums and highlight those artists, you know, it, it feels good. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. So another thing that I noticed from you and, and some, some of your social media posts is that you will literally have the physical CD up in your car and you would be reviewing it. But then I also noticed that it would have this everybody's hip-hop stick on it. So I'm curious to know, is everybody's hip-hop also a store that sells 
Um, <laughs> sells music. Yeah. So the the yeah. So everybody's records. Okay. Is, I'm sorry. That's a store. Okay. And that is a store in Cincinnati that I've been going to for years, and I I do promote ah, for them. Okay. So everybody's hip hop label is something very. It's it's separate. Um, I you know what I'm glad you said that because I mixed it up and it could just yeah. be the 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 labeling with the you know me with the everybody's part kind of making me think it's still everybody's hip hop. So thanks but, for clarifying that. Yeah, yeah, no, and it's all good because if if people know about that record store, they're not necessarily going to know about us. They're not going to make because the record store has been here forever. It's established. It's it's the place to be. Um, but if someone looks at us and mistakes us for the store, which can happen, that's only a good thing because that just, you know, it gives the, the store a little bit more promotion, which is, you know, something I like to do because I love the store. So I'm always, you know, promoting on their behalf. That's cool. That's cool. I, I think it's the messaging, the 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 wording to the everybody's that. that yeah. but, I, but I wanted to ask you about it because I was like, man, what else is Till doing? Like, <laughs> Till got books, Till got a store. Like, you know what I mean? I'm thinking about that. I'm like, yo, that, but, but that's, that's cool. But that's cool that you have a relationship with, you know, um, a, it's a local record store, right? Yeah, yeah like that. Because they're so important. Like, like yeah. Fat Beats out here in New York was so important you know, and, and also, like, I mean, a lot of those stores closed down, you know what I mean? But they were important to the experience, right? Yeah. You know, when you talk about the Boom Bap chat, it's, it's an experience. People being able to come and, you know, communicate and, and converse about some of their favorite artists and being able to meet them and just talk about the culture that that's that's and that's dope that you still have that kind of relationship a lot of the record stores out here in new york the local ones are no longer you know so that's dope yeah. that they're still functioning yet yeah i think that's unfortunate here we have a few uh, actually that are uh, going strong everybody's just one of them and um yeah. yeah i go in there often and we do events before the pandemic i think we were up to two events there a year um, where we do like in-store performances and and just you know do cash mobs sometimes there just to nice. invite people to come out and just spend money like within two hours to just like give them an influx of cash you know in one afternoon so yeah so I think that's I think space like I love the virtual world doing these things like we're doing now and uh, I, I love that being able to connect to people all over the world but I think having space physical space where you see someone in the flesh I think is also important yeah, definitely, definitely, man. And I mean, this, I'm not saying that aren't record stores out here in New York, but as far as hip hop, like, mm. you know, like how you had like Fat Beats, you know, like it, you don't really see that, that, yeah. that much anymore. Um, let me see, I had another question for you in regards to. So, yeah, I know that you, you guys recently released a digital version to the, to the Boom Bap Review. Can you talk about, you know, the idea you had in mind for that and, you know, I guess the direction you would like to take that as opposed to the physical books? Yeah. So the, the physical, the, yeah. So we have a PDF um, version that we can send people. We don't sell it because um, we really want people to, you know, pick up the book. We, we have a digital magazine um, that we released um, in August and we plan to do 
a couple more of those every year, um, maybe a biannual thing. Um, and that's cool because, you know, we want to I would love to do a real magazine like in the flesh, but, you know, like physical. But um, right now, the virtual magazine seems to you know be meeting a need, too, because I don't I don't see a magazine out there dedicated to boom bap. I haven't, I haven't come across it. You know, it used to be, you know, magazines back in the day, but now I, I don't see it. So um, hopefully we're meeting that need. Um, but yeah, um, you know, like, like I said, the, the book definitely has a PDF version. If, you know, someone wants it, they can always hit us up. Sometimes we send that out, um, you know, press kits and stuff like that. But um, that's always available to people if they want it. They just, you know, hit me up and I'll send it to them. Mm-hmm. What drew you to the name Boom Bap and not another hip hop related term? It's a great question. Um, you know, for me, it was always about the sound of the music, the boom bap. Like, I'm not one of one of these heads that's like upset with like, you know, how new hip hop is or mainstream hip hop or, you know, any artist that's coming out doing hip hop or rap or however they're doing it. Uh, more power to them. I just don't like it. You know, and that's fine. There's a billion people, you know, billions of people in the world, right? Not everything's going to impress everybody. So, so it's all good. And like I said before, I'm not one to complain. So I was like, what name could, what name could we use that would, that would tell the story to people about what, what it's about, you know, cause I don't want to fool people. And the term hip hop can mean a lot of different things to a lot of people. And so I thought, you know, if I go, if we go at boom bap, they're either going to know exactly what that is or they're not going to know. And then they'll ask with the term hip hop. A lot of people think they know, or, you know, they have conflict. There's conflicting opinions about what is and what isn't hip hop. There's I don't, I ask a lot of people this question. What is boom bap to you? There's not a lot of conflicting opinion. They express it a little bit differently but it's pretty much the same essence. You know, the answer is usually about the same. And so I was like, all right, I want, I want a name that, that definitely, you know, tells the story of what we're doing immediately. Yeah. It's, it's almost self-explanatory to it. Right. And if you don't know what it means, then you either have to ask us or you don't care enough. And that's fine because we want people that are engaged. You know, if you don't care, then like, okay, care about something else. It's fine. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I get it. I mean, like you said, you know, you, you either ask or you could even do the research on your own just to, yeah. you know, I think it's enough information out there <laughs> to, to give you a, a idea of what boom bap is, you know. But, yeah, it's definitely a term that speaks to a certain, I think, aesthetic of hip hop. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Dope, dope, man. Totally. So... I, I want to ask you this, like you've been putting out these books for the last three years, you know, you've been on it. Like I see the work you do on social media. I see how engaged you are. Like what is your ultimate hope that everybody's hip hop and all that's involved under it, like the boom bap review what is your ultimate hope that it does for the culture of hip hop? Yeah, two two things basically. Well, one, two parts. You know, uh, it's, like I said, it's all about building community. 
And so we really want to build community around the music that we love. And so we want to do that in two ways. One, you know, through dialogue. Like we want to expand this dialogue as much as we can and bring more voices to the table. Next month, we're doing a, a hip hop educators night where we're going to have, you know, MCs and producers on that are also in the classroom or have been in the classroom or work as principals or what have you and have a conversation around that. Um, there's more conversations that we're going to have around hip hop and just a bunch of things. So we want to expand the conversation and bring more voices to the table um, and build community that way. We also want to make this, you know, financially sustainable and be able to employ people and, you know, make, you know, a living, you know, not exploiting the music, but producing quality material, quality services and products that people really want to bring value. Like I said, the book, I really think this book brings people value that, you know, appreciate hip hop and boom bap and, you know, paying 12 bucks, you know, 15 bucks is like, they'll do it because they want it, you know? And so being able to, to put out, you know, quality products and services, um, not just the books and not just music, but like Big Stowe, he's on the team and he does, you know, marketing, consulting and artist consulting and all, all writes bios and press kits and all kinds of stuff. My man, Joe November is incredible uh, on the beats. Um, and so, you know, helping him, you know, get, sell beats and get, you know, placements on TV commercials and movies and, you know, placements and stuff like that. So just being able to work together, um, you know, to produce high quality products and services to make this thing sustainable. Um, so that's kind of the two goals that we have to, to build a conversation, to build a community around dialogue and, um, you know, to build it sustainably uh, financially as well. Indeed. Indeed. You know, and as, as you say that, I'm, I, it, it makes me think about, you know, how potentially challenging it could be, because you're because what you're doing with everybody's hip hop in a way is unconventional. You know, there's right. so many different parts to it, as opposed to someone who just does one thing. You know what I mean? Like as an artist, you do music put out videos, you market your music, you sell your music, you do tours, you know, where it seems like you have that going on, you have the books going on, you have the the interviews going on, you have so many things. And I'm just curious to know, like, you know, what your, your thought process is, and not just you, but I guess the team's thought process is in, like you said, making this something where people can benefit from financially, you know, people, people that are part of the everybody's hip hop movement. I don't know if you can talk a little bit about your mindset with regards to, you know, being able to provide that kind of opportunity. Yeah. Well, the cool thing is like nobody in the crew is, you know, like, Hey, we got to do this cause we got to make this money. Mm -hmm. Nobody's on that, you know, in the crew. Um, I've, I've always been a big, I've never been a big fan of like, the, you know, promoting like the, the broke backpacker or the, you know, the broke down MC, you know, I, I feel like for a while there was like a big, there's a lot of, you know, like, it's almost like bragging rights. Like mm -hmm. I'm broke, I'm an MC and I'm broke. It's kind of like, it goes together, like backpack rap and being broke kind of goes together. Yeah, And I never really liked that, you know? 
I was never, you know, a big like, hey, let's just get rich. But I always thought, you know, if if you do something well and you provide a service or a product that people want and you do it in a way that aligns with, you know, keeping your integrity and it can make you money, wh why not? Right. You right. know, m money. Yeah. I mean, people can chase after money and it can become a very problematic thing. But I also know if I make enough money, I can get on a, a flight and go see my brother in Oregon. And that's not a bad thing, you know? So like money provides opportunities, you know, for people. And so that's kind of where my, my head is at. It's like if making these books and making this music is not an avenue for making, you know, money and making this sustainable, we'll still do it because we love it, you know? Mm. But if it could be an avenue to make it sustainable and we don't have to sell out or, you know, compromise who we are, then we're going to try to figure out, Be you know, I'm trying to help us figure out how to be smart and efficient and, you know, to, to make that happen, you know? So that's kind of where I'm at with it. Um, and I just believe, you know, like I said, there's billions of people in this world. You just need to find a slither, just a tiny little percentage of those people to say, yeah, these books are dope. Yeah. This team is dope. This, you know, these reviews are dope. This, whatever, you know, whatever we put out. Yeah. I like this. You know, and that's it. You just need a tiny little slither of people to you know, come around you and say, I, "I'm a, whatever they put out, I'm buying because it's going to be quality." Yeah, you know, yeah. and it's it's going to bring me some. You know, it's not like we're selling like knickknacks or like you know stuff that people don't you know whatever. Like we're I'm like I said before, like I really want people to engage with this. So I want to yeah. sell these books to people that are going to read them and like keep them on the shelf and like refer to them. Be like, oh, what should I listen to this week? You know, take the book uh, and like you know and like go back to it again and again. You know. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I, and man, I, I think you said this earlier, like the long term, like you're in it for the mm. long term. I think even for me too, like I, I recognize that a lot of the artists that I interview or, you know, even now that I'm doing more the video reviews, like I believe so much in some of these artists that I choose to interview. And I know that right now, people are not, you know, the abundance of people are not going to get to them. But I do believe that these same artists, even though they may be independent and not known so well right now, I believe five, ten, because I've already seen it happen because I've been doing mm -hmm. interviews since 2009. And some of the artists who are like a bit of household names now, I got a chance to interview them when they weren't as popular as they are now. So like a lot of times for me, it's really, that's the motivation because if it's, if it's about the instant gratification, I probably would have stopped because right. I know like, as I believe in, in their, in their art. And I know that years from now, well, I have a strong belief that years from now, they're going to be the next big thing. If, if, if that makes any sense. So I get yeah. the long-term game. Like it, you know, it, it shows the, um, the, uh, the, I guess the integrity for the culture. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. And one of the things that I've carried over from my music making days into the book is when I used to make, you know, project and I still do projects, but I just do the producing. Now when I made it, anytime I make a piece of, you know, music, I'll make it. And I, all I'm thinking about is like creating and being inspired. But then after it's done, after the creation has happened, then I take that piece of music and I think, okay, 
how can we market this? How, do we think there's people out there that would appreciate this music? Yeah, yeah. Usually the answer is yes. It's always yes. <laughs> okay, who are those people? Where are those right. people? How yeah. do we get this album in front of their, you know, in front of them? And so I take that same approach with the book. Like we'll write the book and then after we have it all written, then I start thinking like, okay, what are pieces of this book that are really going to resonate with people? And so I try not to think about that as I'm creating, like as I'm creating and as the team's creating, we're just thinking about what we love right. and how we're inspired, you know? But then after you have the product, then we start. And I think that helps with the integrity. Like we're not writing to sell books. We're writing because we love it. And Absolutely. it's just kind of a, an expression of us, you know? Yeah, yeah. But and then when it's done, then we can take that product and say, okay, this is a product. Who needs this product? Who wants this product? And how do we, you know, get it to them? Yeah. And I mean, doing something like reviews to me is an easy way to keep that integrity because when you're doing a review, you're doing a review mostly because you're passionate about it. You know, um, that's another thing too. I did want to ask you, like, are your reviews based on just stuff that you like, or are you doing critical reviews too? Um, yeah. So my personal policy is life is short. Why spend time on stuff that I don't like? I get you. you. Know, that's that's just kind of how I roll. So I like, dig it. I, I dig hear, it. Yeah. If I hear an album I don't like, it's just like, all right, someone else likes it. So I'll let them like it and write about it, you know? So I typically only write about stuff I like. Now, we, you know, we will have conversations and engage, you know, um, critically, you know, not so much on like albums, but like last year in the book that you showed earlier, 2020, I did write a piece about balance in hip hop. And right. I, I don't know if you call it a critical piece, but I, I mean, I was bringing up the idea of like, you know, with groups like Griselda, you know, kind of moving to the forefront, you know, is there a is, is there an imbalance, you know, in the boom bap underground hip hop world? You know, yeah. is there more of that kind of street music that's a little, that's, you know, kind of, making it imbalanced. Like where are the native tongues and the Bismarckies and the, the more light, fun, positive stuff? Um, you know, is it out there? Am I just not seeing it? So there was a, a little critical element of right, that. Right, right, right. I get uh, it, and, though. Yeah. Dope, dope, dope. So first of all, thank you for taking the time to chat with me uh, about everybody's hip-hop and boom-bap review and boom-bap chat all involved with that. Uh, I yeah. wanted to ask you in closing, like, where, what's the best way for people to get a hold of this book? Is there a website that they can, like, for people that want to actually pick up and purchase a book? Like, is there a website they can go to to, you know, order the book? Like, how how do how do they get it? Yeah, boombapreview.com. So very simple, boombapreview.com. It's also on Amazon. We prefer people to buy it straight from us, uh, especially if you're in the States. Um, if you're overseas, sometimes it's a lot cheaper with you know, shipping and it gets to you quicker um, to, to get it on Amazon. So it is on Amazon as well. Um, but yeah, so you can go to boombapreview.com. If you know our Bandcamp page, it's also there. Um, but you know, boombapreview.com is pretty easy to remember. So Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. Yes. So look, man, yeah. so... You said November, is it November 26th that you have scheduled? So right, is it right before Thanksgiving? No, it's the day after, isn't it? Oh, is it, is it the day after? Friday. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm not even, I'm not even sure on the day. I just know. 
So is it? So it's 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 the Friday. Yeah, Black we Friday. always strive to release it on Black Friday every year. Okay, that's that's our goal. Got it. Got it. How does that do for you? Does that does it work in your favor? In 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 everybody's hip hop's favor? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I don't know if releasing it on that day is anything super special. Okay. Um, but we, we just picked that day because, I mean, that's the day people are buying stuff. Okay. And that we wanted to release it either late November, early December. So he's, And Friday is the day for new releases right, in hip-hop right, right. now. So we yeah. just thought, well, what, what the heck? We'll just do Black Friday. So Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. All right, man. So, oh, man, I'm so – I'm looking forward to the next one. It will It, it will be up digitally as well? Uh, yeah, it should be. Um, okay. Like I said, we have the PDF versions uh, for people when they request them. Um, but we'll, yeah, we'll probably put the, the digital one this year. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Well, man, thank you so much for chatting with me. Much success with everybody's hip hop and the Boom Bap review and Boom Bap chat. Any closing words you would like to say? I mean, any, you know, any things you, else you would like to say to people out there tuning in? Yeah, I mean, just, you know, shout out to the crew. Uh, make sure you follow all of them. My man, Profound, and um, Io Mas Marad, and Big Stowe, and Joe November, and Bo Brown. Make sure you follow all those those guys. And, uh, yeah, if you're interested in the book, uh, I said it again. I said it once. I'll say it again and again and again, boombapreview.com. And, uh, and to you, Krill, man, I really appreciate not just, you know, this opportunity to talk to you right now, um, but you know what you do, you know, I've been following you for a minute and, um, you know, I just really appreciate the artists. You have the dopest artists come on your program and the reviews you started to do now, uh, video reviews. So I just appreciate everything you do too, man. Uh, so thank you. Likewise, man. Likewise, man. And thank you for, you know, this, this right here, man, this is, this is official, bro. Official. Yeah, man. Thank you. Yeah, man. So, um. To all of our viewers and our listeners, you know, thank you for tuning in. Remember, this is episode 95, so I got five more shows to go before the end of season three. Keep rocking with me. Remember that you can also subscribe for free on our website so you can get updated with on our email list. Um, so you can send, um, you go to outtheboxmedia.com and just click on the subscribe tab. And yo, check out. The homie right here, man, and everybody's hip-hop, boom-bap review. Definitely, definitely doing some dope stuff for the culture. And, um, yeah, I, I, I like what you do too, man. Like, this is this is very comprehensive. Mm. And the fact that you all do this every year, it, it shows the the level of time that you put into this, man. So And, and shout-out to the whole team. Like, I know it's not just you. It's so many other people involved. So shout out to everybody involved on, on everybody's hip-hop and the awesome work you do uh, to, you know, to help keep pushing the culture forward, man. Till next time, man, I just want to say peace, love, and light. Stay focused, stay healthy, stay safe. We are out of here. Peace. Peace, peace, peace.